Hey, everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. Deep dish teas, get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to deepdishtees.com. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. go barflies we're back with another barfly tailgate show it's live it's done by barflies and all you know all the other fucking bears fans that are out there for you guys for us it's a complete and utter fucking bitch session it's a celebration session it's our mental health session that we so often need (laughs) yeah we're here we're back we're fucking ready to talk New GM, new head coach, new coaching staff, uh, the NFL, the Super Bowl, the stupid-ass fucking Pro Bowl that's a waste of all of our times, and (laughs) something else that we want to feel like fucking talking about. So first things first, as we always do, we'll fucking kick it around the room. Yes. uh, Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Ryan Badgley. Uh, I'm sure probably everybody already knows the loud, obnoxious asshole. That's me. Uh, (laughs) Can't believe that's standing, mate. (laughs) First and foremost, I got to go to none other than my guy, Mr. AC Aaron Current, the bearded Bears fan. Aaron Current, what is up, brother? What is going on, fellas? Missed the fuck out of y'all. First off, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. As some of y'all know, if you followed this show for a while, or even if you're brand new, I actually grew up a Bengals fan because they're an hour away from me. Uh, And they used to do training camp here in my hometown. So, so happy for that fan base. They've been through a lot of crap just like we have. Uh, I remember – when I was a fan, a lot of the fans were always – I hear the same thing from Bears fans. They don't care about winning as long as they're putting butts in seats. Well, they've turned that uh, franchise around, you know, with some good draft picks. They still need to work on the old line, but no team is perfect. Uh, but congrats to them. Um, I want to tell a little story about last night, if y'all are cool with me going down. 
Yeah, uh, like, this little do it. this little lane. So we went out to dinner last night. I had a beer. Mallory had a couple of uh, her her kryptonite is rum and diet coke. Uh, I wish KB was here because <laughs> wow. he knows he knows how she gets uh, once she's been drinking a few. So she had a couple of drinks. And then we came home and uh, we were going to just stay home. And she's like, let's go somewhere to watch the, the, the Kentucky game. Kentucky played Alabama last night. <clears throat> so we drive to Lexington everywhere we go because we didn't decide to go out until 20 minutes before tip off. So everywhere we tried to go is on a two hour wait. We ended up coming back to town, just going to Applebee's. We went up there, had a few more drinks, watched the game. The game was over at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock or something. And then Mallory's like, I don't, I'm not ready to go home yet. Now I had been up since four o'clock yesterday morning because I had to work. So I was like, well, whatever you want to do, babe, I, I, I'm, I'm good to drive because I could tell she was not. <laughs> so <laughs> she uh, calls her or texts her friend from work and her friend's like, well, the only, the only thing that's open right now, if you want to drink is pretty much titty clubs. And uh, so <laughs> uh, needless to say, we ended up at a strip club last night and oh, uh, yeah, Mallory, uh, we, we walked in and uh, yeah. you know, with the wife you know, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the wife. I don't go by myself. Is <laughs> yeah, so so the stripper was coming around and she was like, "You guys look terrified over here." And I was like, "We were." I was like, "Well, I haven't been to one since I was like 18." And we were like, "This is her first time ever." It was Mallory's first time ever. She was like, "Oh, really? so you haven't had your." Yeah, she was like, you haven't had your cherry popped. And Mallory's like, what the hell does that mean? Uh, so they took her up to <laughs> the stage. That stripper gave Mallory a dollar to put in her shirt. And that other stripper, like, pulled it out with her teeth and put her titties in Mallory's face. And <laughs> it was a really good Talking time. See, but... which one of them came <laughs> home with you, brother? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Mallory was pretty tore up, though. Man, I, I, you I telling me you ain't get a threesome out of this? What's going on, oh, hey, dude, That was your window. <laughs> hey, if, if I want to disappoint Listen, if I want to disappoint two people at the same time, I'll just have dinner with my parents. I, I ain't I ain't with that, brother. <laughs> so, so that was a wild night. I got in about uh, 3 o'clock this morning, and I was like, damn, I got a show with like five hours. <laughs> but oh. I'm here. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't, I don't know how we're going to top that introduction. But... I, it ain't none. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna try it anyway so first up i'm gonna go with my man chris watts chris what's up brother how the hell do you follow a story like that i, I, I don't think possible. Possible. I, I, I mean i might have sort of just take my, my my headphones off and just go you know go into my bedroom or something uh, no i'm great guys <laughs> i'm telling you i'm great i'm you know what i mean my head's a little bit blown away from that little uh tale by ac but no i'm great i've really i've really missed chatting to you and uh you know, there's so much going on with the Bears of all the highest. So uh, my night was quite boring. I had to sort of watch TV for a bit and had about two beers. So um, <laughs> I might have to start, uh, you know, taking a bit of your way doing a Saturday night these days. But uh, yeah, I'm great, guys. It's good to be back. I, I have to say this before before I go to KB. There's nothing like going to a titty bar for the first time with your significant I've never other. Been. I've never ever been to one. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. It's, I mean it's, it's the devil. It's, it's the yeah. It's <laughs> big booty bitches all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <holy> shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
we haven't got one in Leeds. Like, Leeds is a massive city. I did used to have about two or three, but they all got closed down about five years ago. So I'd probably have to go, I don't know, 40 miles to Manchester or something like that, see something like that. But uh, that's no such a good story, that is, Lacey. I'm telling you, I'm the... If you ever come across the pond for a ball game, if, if we can all get to one this year, we'll... Uh, Oh, we can we'll see if we can one. get enough we'll drinks in Mallory to, to get y'all to a strip club. <laughs> I'll buy a drink. I'll sober Mallory drink. won't do it. Sober, sober Mallory won't do it, but drunk yeah, Mallory. So, so we got to get her it. good and wasted then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maybe last but not least, like. none other than the man, the myth, the legend, KB. What is up, my brother? Hey man, what's going on, fellas? Man, uh, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a bright, sunny, cold day. Uh, snows out, and we got we got hammered a few days ago. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I got the cut, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not rocking the cut on the screen right now. Yeah, my boy Tony, bro, I told say I see the fresh cut. Yeah, bro, you see, you see it, you see. Yeah, we it. told him, we told him I'd have to leave him up on the Hold screen, on. and because nobody else would want to watch yeah. the show except for the chicks. Hey man, so, uh, you know what I'm saying. I had to, I had to go get my 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 normal back on. So, hey, you know what I'm saying. We out here, man. I'm. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been it's been it's been interesting, man. All this news going on with about the NFL, man, about about the Bears, man. See, we we damn near got the team put together. It's uh, it's coming together, man. It's coming together. So I'm I'm a little bit excited, man. Yeah, I mean, what a what what way to what a better way to start is you know looking at the Chicago Bears and the multitude of hires that they've made over the course of the last two weeks. I know. Um, you know, some of us have gone on other, uh, networks or on other shows on our network and, and, and been able to, to kind of talk about it, but we as collectively as a group, other than, you know, doing a show, we, we haven't really even talked about it. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, let's start right at the top with GM Ryan Poles. Um, you know, Chris, I'm going to come to you. Let me get your thoughts on, on the new GM, man. Uh, I'm quite excited about him. Uh, I like, I really like his attitude, and I also like that he used to be an offensive lineman when he was in college. And I know it. I think he, I don't think he actually played for the Bears. I think he actually got cut. Uh, but I like that. That makes me think that he's going to start. He's, you know, building the team from the offensive line and the defensive line back. And I like his energy. So um, it's so and obviously it's really early days. It's only been a couple of weeks, but. I find it quite. I find him quite a positive person. So um, let's just hope for the best that you know we're not going to have a repeat of the last sort of three or four years. Yeah, man, and uh, you know, AC dude, let's uh, bring it over to you, man. Your your thoughts on on Ryan Poles and and you know what 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 do you think? What's the difference from him to Ryan Pace just in the short time? Uh, that you've seen him and, and answer that question after you give your thoughts on the hire first. Right. Well, well, my initial reaction was um, I, I was a little worried because he'd never done the job before uh, we were promoting him. And I was like, man, he was with this, with the one organization, but the, the, the deeper I dug into it, I was like, yeah, he was with the chiefs the whole time, but he was under three different GMs. So he's learned a lot about how to build a team, what failures you don't want to, you know, what route you don't want to go down, and uh, and and which way you do want to go down. I mean, there are 
they've been in the AFC championship and, and hosted at home for the last four years. So you got to learn a thing or two. Um, just like Chris said, I love that he was an offensive line and he's already talked about, you know, we like to build a, a football team starts up front. You start out running the ball well and then running play action off of that. And it seems like I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it seems like Getsy has that same idea. If you remember that Packers offense, one of the best things about it was how good Aaron Rodgers was at running play action. I mean, there were there were times when the cameraman didn't know who had the damn ball. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I like that too. And uh but but to stay with polls, um I, I like the higher the more I looked into it. And uh I feel like he's gonna build the right way, offense and defensive line first. I don't think he's gonna he didn't seem like when they asked him about his draft picks, he didn't seem like the type that wants to mortgage our future for the now, like Ryan Pace did, you know, with, with a lot of his picks trading up and moving throughout the draft. If anything, I think Ryan Poles is the type that's going to try and trade back and try and get value picks. So right. I like that idea, as I've said on here for, I don't know, a month or so, <laughs> the last month of the season, I'm yeah. team trade back because there's a lot of value there as far as offensive line, wide receiver, and corner, which I think is our three biggest needs. Yeah. Is that, is that the way you think they should attack in the draft then, AC? Uh, my, my biggest uh, – I want O-line, but I think my biggest thing is we need a wide receiver one and a yeah, cornerback yeah, two. That's what I think, yeah. those, those are my two biggest needs is wide receiver one and cornerback two. And both mm. of those positions, to me, have – uh, I've done mock drafts already. Now we we have to wait till the combine and free agency and this and that. But there's been quite a few names that are falling into those slots because this is a kind of a top heavy D line uh, and and I almost want to say linebacker class. So some of those positions are going to fall to us, I think, in that second round range. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I, this point from Tori and Whitfield. The, the Bill Polian interview on Waddle and Sylvie made it seem like Ryan Poles is going to clean house. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, all right, I'm just going to say it. So what? Let him fucking clean yeah. house. He's going to evaluate Bill every also said in that interview the, the fact that they only have six to maybe eight top players on their roster and that yeah torian here thank you just put it right up i appreciate it man um six to eight studs they need 10 to 12 to be competitive well i mean to me i I, and i know i think i can't remember if it was us talking about this um or i saw it on twitter um people talking about the fact about the offensive line well you hear ryan poles say you know i it's one of the weaker points on the team, something that needs to be addressed. And this is a guy who played it. So yeah. to me, you look at the organization he spent his the, his entire career with in the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, and look what they did. Yes, granted they lost um, the Super Bowl, la- right? Was it last year? Yeah, last year, yeah. Yeah, last year, right? So granted they lost last year, but you – they revamped their entire offensive line. In I mean, one off season. in one off season. Yeah. yeah. yeah so did, yeah. I'm sitting here guys and I'm, I'm looking at our offensive line room. And to me, there's two guys that are untouchable. 
and those are the two guys you drafted last year, right? Mm. Everybody else, I don't give a fuck. Everybody's all in a panic about fucking James Daniels. Oh, James Daniels. Fuck him. You're going to pay this guy fucking, what, $10, $15 million a year to go out and be fucking mediocre? No. Mm. Fuck him. Let's draft somebody. Let let Poles go out, do his thing, label his targets, and go out and revamp this offensive line so next year we're not watching fucking... Justin Fields gets sacked nine times in a fucking game. How about right. we approach it that way? You know what I yeah, mean? That's a, like that's another thing that Poles said. Um, I've been listening to a ton of ESPN Chicago lately, the ESPN one thousand, and uh, he went on Carmen and Yurko's show right the day he got hired. I think it was the day he got hired. Maybe it was the day he was introduced the press conference. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, he I basically think it was the day was, they were introduced. Yeah. Right. He was talking about free agency and he said we have to be uh, smart and and go after the right pieces. So what's that what that's telling me is he's not going to break the bank to pay a guard. You know what I'm saying? He's going to he's going to he's going to have his limit that he's at. And according to spot rack, I looked this up the other night. James Daniels is worth about seven million as a guard. Now, whether you want to pay that or you don't. I feel like Ryan Poles has his threshold of where he's going to be at, which Ryan Pace had this too, but, I mean, we still saw him give out record contracts sometimes. But he's going to have his threshold. <laughs> right, and he's not going to go past that. He, he He's he's not going to uh, pussyfoot around with players and, and, and try and overpay them just to get them to stay. He doesn't have a connection with any of these guys. And I'm, I'm – uh, ready to see what this coaching staff has to say about our old line because here on the barroom, Danny and Neil, I love the guys, but neither one of them believes in Tevin Jenkins, and I feel like it's an incomplete study because right. <clears throat> it's going to be a completely different line, uh, offensive line coach, a completely different system. We don't know, you know, whether they'll work in this system or not, uh, and I, I don't feel like I can go ahead and say, yeah, there's no way he's going to be a left tackle. When I'm just going to say, I'm just gonna say AC, is, that, is that him playing left tackle? Is that how they're sort of looking at him as a left tackle when when they're um, you know assess, assessing his talent, uh, or are they just assessing him as just a player? Well, I, I I think the biggest thing is to see if he can play left tackle or not because right, right. if he's not the fit, then you've got to you've got to find the position there. That's right. And yeah. whether it's the draft or free agency that would have to be top priority if he's not the guy and i heard greg gabriel on here i think last week he was talking about um that he believes tevin jenkins can play left tackle he talked about uh rashawn slater at northwestern played like 11 games at left tackle and he's a franchise left tackle we saw it you know in his first year and they were knocking tevin because he had played like eight games at left tackle he did that for the team because they had injuries at Oklahoma State, so they flipped him back over to the right side. But I, I and and I mean, so so you've got different um, analysts saying different things, which is why I'm just going to trust. I know a lot of people are done with trusting this organization, but I'm going to trust these guys to evaluate these players at that position and then make moves accordingly. I mean, yeah, dude, I, 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 my, my trust in this organization, when I say that, I'm talking about George. 
And I'm talking about the McCaskey yeah. family. Yeah, no one has. That's what I'm that. talking about. Now that there's a new regime in here, for anybody to sit here and try to say, "Oh, these are terrible hires," blah blah blah. Fuck you. You don't no have a fucking yeah. clue. Yeah. Just like we don't. We're sitting here. We're doing this fucking show. We're giving you our fucking opinion. You're allowed to give your opinion, but you can't mm-hmm. sit here and say that these guys aren't gonna fucking aren't gonna make it. Because just like we don't, you don't. I mean, yeah. that's to sit here and say that you're just a fucking dickhead to, yeah. to, to sit here and try to say, fuck, oh, these guys, this, these are terrible hires. You don't fucking know. We don't Man, know. Was, they don't fucking I was, know. I was sitting here listening to or listening to on podcast, Dan and Adel bear their souls this last week. And, and, and Tooch kind of went in on this organization and uh, Aaron, uh, I want to say his last name is pronounced Michaelski, Mikulski. They Aaron were kind of going yep. They were going back and forth, and and Tucci's thing that he kept saying, well, he's thirty seven years or thirty six years old. He's a first time GM, blah blah blah. And he continuously said he's thirty six years old. Like, there's no way this guy knows what he's doing. And and Aaron was like, dude, the Rams hired a thirty one year old head coach who's now in That's his right. second Super Bowl. And so age is really irrelevant if you have some experience. Someone okay. has to get started somewhere. So don't just right. don't just tear someone down because they've never done it before. Now, granted, yeah. I wanted a guy with experience. I wanted an Omar Khan or a Rick Smith, but I'm not going to tear this guy down as soon as soon as he gets off the plane because of his age and his lack of experience. I mean, you got to get started somewhere. And I, w- I would have bucked back to Tooch and said, uh, if that's the case, you have to understand this kid's maturity. For him saying, you know what? I know I'm not going to be the one that's going to do all this by myself. Let me go yeah. get a running mate from from yes. Philly, who's yes. been that around one. other organizations. Another and, offensive lineman, and and is yeah. going to lean on him. You, he went and got a dude and made up a whole whole new position for him. Mm-hmm. We've never had an assistant GM. Yeah, and we always talk about well, the GM. If Ryan and Matt are your football guys, who does Ryan have to bounce off his ideas? Because the guy ahead of him was Ted and George. They don't know what the hell he had Matt. Let's be honest. He had Matt. Right. That's so these were the two guys. I mean, guys, you know, you you can beat a dead horse for as long as you want. But that's it was them two. They put the faith of this organization in those two guys. That it that's George. Let's hope those let's hope those two guys got the quarterback right. I think they did, but uh I mean, hell, there's people already calling Justin Fields a bust, telling us to trade that's him away. I can't like, believe it, see. That's he's a rookie, bro. What does some sort of story about uh, the new coach and the um, the new GM were a bit frosty with Justin Fields? Or is, is that something I've just sort of made up in my own mind? I'm, I'm sure I heard it somewhere when they did the initial press um, conference that they were being a bit... That sort of didn't mention him much. Something ridiculous like that. I could become completely wrong as usual. No, that's what it was. They were saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah. they don't talk about him much. They don't. They don't. They don't never mention Fields like like he's a long term player." Bro, they don't. They don't have to speak on him like that. (laughs) Yeah, they just got in the building, but but they did say that they wanted to uh, build an offense around him, which tells me that they want him here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I thought. And uh, yeah. yeah I, so I, I, I will say this, but uh, so yes, 
They did say that they plan on building the offense around him. But why are these guys going to come out and show their hand? What's the point? Yeah, They don't need to let anybody in on anything. They don't need to let us in. They don't let the let the, anybody else in. They they're gonna they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and hopefully it's something that. I mean, biggest thing, guys, winning fucking football games consistently yeah. year yeah. over year. I don't give a shit who the coaches are. I don't care who the general manager is. I don't care who the fucking players are. Mm-hmm. I want to win football games year over year consistently that to me is what this is about you've watched matt lafleur go into fucking green bay and for what three years now four years was he brought in the same year as Nagy? the year nothing but fucking win yeah i don't give a fuck they didn't make it to the super bowl they fucking lose in the playoffs whoopty shit they're winning the playoffs every year we don't know what that's like we have no idea Every time we have a team that has a good season, the next year they fucking suck. Yeah. It winning consistently. Nothing else matters. Nothing. It doesn't matter who they bring in. The players on the names on the jersey, I don't give a shit anymore. I've spent mm-hmm. fucking too much time talking about the fucking players in the jersey. It's yeah. about winning football games. I'm tired of it. I'm 42 years old. I've been a Bears fan for 36 years. I can count on one hand probably the number of winning seasons in that fucking time. We're we're the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars, except we've been around for 102 years. Oh, oh, we can't say that, surely. (laughs) Oh, we absolutely can. I mean, the only thing we haven't done that's is so hire depress- Urban Meyer. That's a so depressing badge. <laughs> it's the truth. But what about the culture? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, let's get let's get into Coach Matt Eberflus. Uh, he's yeah. got a diff. You know, he's got a similar mentality as Lovey Smith. Um, the defense is very similar. It's got a lot of acronyms. KB, man, he reminds man. me of love. KB, you. jump in on uh, uh, Eberflus here. Bro. Most definitely. Uh, what you've seen with Eberflus, man, is a guy who seems very fucking genuine. Uh, a guy who seems to know exactly what he wants and how he's envisioning running his team, which is which is huge to me because you can't say that about Matt Nagy, of course. We didn't know with Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy mm-hmm. was come was the was the Wonder Boy coming from KC. He had his own offensive plan. He was going to turn this offense to a top five offense. It was supposed to be a big thing. Eberflus knows, hey, I want to run my offense kind of like Shanahan's. I got my 4-3 defense, but I'm not going to call it. I'm going to let my my coaches do their job, which was big to me. Mm -hmm. Let let the people you hire do their work. If you got a DC, let him be the DC. If you got an OC, let him call the plays. And then you hear him say, I'm gonna be the branch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oversee all of this. I'm gonna come into offensive meetings and say, Hey, Justin, I've seen this before. Do you know how to attack it? Right. That's that's huge. That's what you're supposed to do as a head coach. You don't just yeah. sit in one meeting room and say, Oh, well, I don't know what goes on on the other side of the ball. You gotta right. know because it's your team. At the end of the day, winning and losing comes back to you. Is your team trash? If the trash is it's a, it's a reflection of you. So I'm 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 big on Eberflus right now because I I I I like his vision. 
and then you hear about some of the players from the Colts. Dar- Darius Leonard is not happy about Eberflus being gone. Somebody asked, a reporter asked him, they said, so are you going to be happy that now the acronyms are out the building? He's not. He said, I'm, I'm not happy about that because I am the hits. Mm-hmm. That is what made me. Right. And to hear a player that is like that, the same, the same yeah. mold that you have a Roquan Smith cut from, you have to be excited, man. You yeah. have to be. So right now, I'm I'm all in on Eberflus because it's not just word dressing that I'm seeing like we saw with Nagy. It's not just saying, oh, yeah, this, this is what we're going to do. We have to find the whys. This man came into the press with saying, I know what the whys are. We're yeah. going to fix this shit. We're going to explain it to the players, uh, my not just boom. searching for them. Right. I'm not searching Everybody for the Everybody had a fucking shit. meltdown, too, when he said, fucking, oh, well, we got to figure out the whys, except – we already know the wise. So that first part, yeah. everybody went, "Oh fuck, here we go again." Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking for the answers to the test, motherfucker. I got the answers to the test. That's that's, <laughs> all, that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, what I'm hoping. I mean, for, man. you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear a lot of coach speak from a coach. I mean, people were, and 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 it really drove me nuts. This city, we we can't have nice things. They tear oh. apart everything. Yeah. George McCaskey goes to the. Airport picks up Ryan Poles. He's like, hey, I got your bag, bro. Come on, let's go. He drives them to Hallis Hall. They have a nice chat. Ripped apart on Twitter, on ESPN 1000, on everything. What's Ryan Poles say? Yeah, he picked me up. I kind of liked it. It it showed me he gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? He didn't send Rodrigo to come pick me up. You know what I'm saying? He showed up. He got out of bed and came pick me up at the airport, and then and 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 then Eberflus, you know, that was Ryan Poles' guy, Bill Polian and them. They wanted Dan Quinn, which is a guy I liked. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. that's who I wanted. And apparently, George and Ted wanted um, Jim Caldwell. Two uh, two of them wanted Caldwell. Two of them wanted Quinn. Pole said, "This is my guy," yep. and it sounds a lot like Lovey Smith. Now, a lot of people, some people are going to have backtrack from that. Some people are going to love it. How many times have you heard a Bears fan say this? We should have never got rid of Lovey. Should have never yeah. got rid of him. He won 10 games and then they fired him. Why we get rid of Lovey? Well, I believe we got him back. When I listen I to Olin Cruz. I 45 minutes last night, AC, talking about that. Yeah? Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I, I was out at a local watering hole. I was introduced to a Bears fan, uh, a guy that's been a Bear fan his whole life. I go, boy, doesn't it suck? <laughs> and then he's wearing Syracuse stuff, too. I go, oh, you're just like me. We got shitty <laughs> fucking football teams. This is horrible. <laughs> I go, Let man, for bonus two years old. I feel like I'm 75 just from my sports teams alone. Right. <laughs> And yeah, we, I, we I talked really... about Lovey. We talked about mm-hmm. that ten and six season and how Phil Emery thought that was it for Lovey. Well, yeah. maybe it was. You know, uh, who knows? We will never know. And and that's that's the great thing about this is we'll have no idea at this point. Right. We're starting a new. Uh, but you're going to see some similarities with with Matt Eberflus too. Uh, as I mentioned before, he runs a similar Tampa 2 style of defense, but he's taken that defense and made it into something that can compete with today's NFL. You know, you think back to when this, when Lovey was here and, 
you know, having that big linebacker in the middle that can go sideline to sideline and cover a tight end like Brian Urlacher could. Well, it's a little bit different now. You know, now it's uh, it's not the middle linebacker. Now it's that the weak side linebacker. And it's now Roquan probably is going to be listed on our depth chart differently because he's going to be Matt Eberflus's version of Devontae Leonard, right? Is that Darius Leonard? Darius. I don't know why the fuck I'm saying Devontae. <laughs> oh, maybe because I think the Bears should pay Devontae Adams $30 million and make him a That's what exactly <laughs> what he is. Don't even pay that man for oh. him. Hey, he has talked glowingly about Getsy. Have y'all seen that? That part oh, yeah. of the that was on uh, Hogan Johns. They talked to Adams. I think it was either before or after the Ravens game about Getsy, and uh, he or, or no, they were talking to him about the one of the Ravens staffers. I guess he was with them in uh, college, and Adams was like, "I got to give a quick shout out to my man Getsy." You know, when I when if you guys remember, and I've told you this badge because. When you shit on Mooney about his drops, Devontae was a drop machine his first two years. Getsy became his wide receivers coach. Now, some of this has to do with talent, but on top of that, you got to have good coaching. When they both marry together, it's a beautiful combination. Uh, now, if Devontae still got a little piece of his heart that likes Getsy, I mean, I ain't going to turn him down to come to Chicago and be our number one. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to pay him 30 mil, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's one thing. I, I, I I've always been a Devontae Adams fan. I, I, it sucks that he's been with the Packers, but the the one thing I will never sit here and shit on is talent, man. Talent speaks for so yeah. as much shit as we talk about Aaron Rodgers, he's a talented player. Is I I've, I live in Indiana. I I didn't. I'm not a Peyton Manning fan like that. I never have been. But like I said, you can never deny the talent. He's a, he's a great player. Devontae Adams is a hell of a player. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, if that man came to Chicago, it'd be people probably kissing in the streets. Like, <laughs> the man, that is a, that is a talented individual, man. His route running is, is, is amazing. The man never drops a pass. And like I said, if he attributes that success to Gessy, you have to be excited for what you what we could possibly see for Darnell Mooney, man. And the yep. Packers are 45 million over the cap right now. Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's my question, I, I, I though, guys. To, yeah. Here, here's my question. Because to me, you sat here these last four years, right? There was a position coach that didn't change, and that was Mike Fury. And look at what the wide receiver room was. There was zero <laughs> improvement in the wide receiver room. Year over year. Zero. And yet, this guy stayed here for four years. I'm not saying he's a, a bad guy. I'm saying he's not a good coach. So, yes, Darnell Mooney yeah. isn't a number one wide receiver right now. But there is the possibility that he could be. I don't think he is right now. But I definitely think the potential is there. I think... To me, you don't when want to shove I shove him, him into that spot, though, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, he's not big. He, he's not a big guy. He's a small. So I, I, I you know, the wide receiver one label, wide receiver two label. I, I fuck all that shit. To me, this guy's a starter. Mm. This guy's a starter. Doesn't matter who's yeah. one, who's two. The first three it matters starters. What they can do. <laughs> Mooney clearly can get separation. Mooney can clearly catch the football very well. He had a major problem with drops this past year. And from a guy that owns his own jugs machine, 
that's the thing I think that stood out to me more than anything with him was this guy owns his own judgment and he's dropping footballs. Like if this were my job, that's all I would every day I'd get up, boom, 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 just catching footballs. Just like, and I'm sure he probably does, but inconsistency from the quarterback position. One quarterback puts the ball here. Another one puts the ball here. The third one. I mean, we saw three fucking quarterbacks again Mm -hmm. this season. So (laughs) I think a lot of that plays into that too. So hopefully now we'll have some consistency. I think, I think scheme had a lot to do with it. Nagy's scheme was terrible. I had, uh, we, we had a, uh, um, we, we have game nights, you know, we try to do it like once a month. Well, we have our friends come over. We play board games. So, well, anyway, Mallory invited – drunk Mallory invited somebody over, and he brought a friend <laughs> with him who, who happened to be a Packers fan. So, I'm talking with the guy, and, uh, of course, he's telling me Aaron Rodgers owns owns me, blah, 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 all this and that. Oh. And I, I completely forgot where I was going with this story. You did it, it. <laughs> No, I didn't hit him. Uh, I'm, I'm a little more I'm, – I'm not a fighter. I've told my wife that I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, yeah. So if you I'm ever get in any trouble, I just run away. Call AC. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot where I was going with that story. I felt like it tied in with what Badge was saying. But <laughs> That's you know what the problem is, AC. You still got titties on the brain. <laughs> Goddamn damn titty bars, bro. I've always got titties on the brain, man. <laughs> everywhere you look, titties everywhere. Titties, titties, titties. He's like shit. Are we talking football? What? <laughs> <laughs> Teachers are G-strings everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, right, so, so I, I, no, I just seen this down in the, in the chat, man. It came across the bottom. Uh, where somebody said Tyreek Hill was 5'10", and he's the number one. This, this, we're not saying that Darnell Moody's not a number one receiver. All right? We're saying right now we're not – we're not – I'm not – okay, because that, that is kind of confusing. We're not saying he can't be a number one receiver. Okay? Right. That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. What we're saying is it takes time. Mm-hmm. There, there have been numerous – right now, there are numerous, like, fucking examples of it. Tyreek Hill, of course, is number one since you brought it up. Uh, my boy uh, – that, that's with the Cardinals now. Damn. I had his name in my head. I just lost it. Hopkins. Hey, okay. Hopkins was not a number one when he came in. I don't know if people forget this or not, but when he came in – his homeboy that was still in Houston, uh, damn, the, the really big, it's not Bolden, uh, Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, yep. Andre yep. Johnson was was with was with D Hop, and they and people were saying they didn't have a number two. Hmm. So it takes time to build. You know what I'm saying? It takes time to get get your feet under you. It, it, not everybody comes in the league and is Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase from day one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some sometimes it takes it takes building blocks. It takes those little Lego pieces. You know what I'm saying? Or if you right. you want to get get more philosophical, my boy Will Smith said it first. You have to start with it with a base, and you want to you want to build it brick by brick. We haven't had the teachers in the organization or on this team to say you can start laying that foundation. So and, and you got to have a bunch of different pieces. I mean, exactly. all of our wide receiver. We, I don't know if we have a wide receiver that's over six feet tall. Other right than now. Allen Robinson, who's obviously going to be gone, I mean, and so right now I, I I am falling in love with the idea of possibly getting out of Lazard. Don't at six, he's like what six five. <laughs> the Is he kid, that big? The kid, the, he's fucking huge because he was a he was a tight end at Iowa State. 
Mm-hmm. I remember that specifically. And then when I seen him with Green Bay, I said, damn, when, when the hell did he move the wide receiver? But that's well, a, that's Aaron Rodgers couldn't see him. Did y'all kid. see the screenshot from, from that Packers game? Yes. Devontae Adams passed. We talked about our quarterbacks locking in on Allen Robinson, specifically Mitch Trubisky. They would have torn Mitch apart with that. And then Rodgers does the same thing because he locks in on his guy. He He's going to force it to Adam, his man. guy regardless of what's going on. But uh, I'm glad the Packers are at home with us. But, they, I mean, we can't deny they've got success every year, man. They're in the playoffs yep. year in and year out. And yep. it doesn't matter. I mean, Pookie, I, think I feel like they're going to fall next year, pick, though. Pick 38, Pookie, right? Is that right, guys? 39. 39. 39. 39. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, what, the sixth or seventh pick of the second round. Um, but as AC mentioned earlier, I, 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 I totally think they'll trade back possibly, um, you know, at that point and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I know we're getting a lot of questions in the chat player wise. So before we get into the offensive coaches, defensive coaches, let's look at some of these guys that are impending free agents here and kind of turn the page to them just for a few minutes here. I mean, to me guys, uh, Alan Robinson, I, uh, unfortunately, I just don't, I don't see him staying here. Um, I mean, you know, last season, I think, for him, um, you, you had people ask him in a press conference if he thought his role was changed, um, told he's being running the most hitch routes. And, and then it comes out at the end of the season that his, you know, he know he hadn't talked to Nagy since the season prior. Um, and when he, you know, hadn't heard from him since the end of the season, then the season starts and his role in the offense wasn't as of high importance as it was before. Why is that? Well, because they don't want to fucking pay the guy. That's what yeah. it amounts to. So they eliminated him from the offense. So that way they wouldn't have to, if he goes out and has another 90 catch, 1,000 yards, you know. My thing with A-Rob when he was here, didn't get in the end zone enough. Um, that's that, And, and I, don't, I don't blame him fully for that. I mean, Matt Nagy's offense in the time that he was here in the red zone was complete trash. So it, it was garbage. They would rather run a fucking tight end sweep pass fucking where the tight end's coming back through than to throw it to fucking Allen Robinson, yeah. you know, a jump ball. What yeah. You know, uh, whatever. Um, so he's a guy I don't think's back. Akeem Hicks, I think, is gone, unfortunately. Another guy yeah. who has been the body, and mind, soul. and spirit of this team defensively in his time here no longer. Um, you know, and then there's a host of other free – I mean, let's be honest here. Is there anybody leaving that you're just like, ah, fuck, damn it? Well, we'll have to wait and see um, what what comes down as far as franchise tags and how yeah. how teams are able to get themselves under the cap. Like I said, you know, the Packers are $45 million over. they got to get under that somehow. And I keep seeing analysts that are saying, you know, like national analysts will say, yeah, I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing anywhere else. How the f- – how are they going to pay him? How? You, no. They're, they're going to have to clear $65 million just to get – if they want to franchise tag Devontae Adams or, or sign him long long term. I, I don't see how they, they can do it. And so, as far as A-Rob, 
Can I touch on it before you cut it? Go in ahead, there, go KB? ahead, bro. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Uh, as far as A-Rob, I mean, I love the guy. I got his I got his signed ball back here. I love the guy. He came on here. He's a friend of the ballroom. Uh, but, but yeah, they tried to phase him out because they didn't want to pay him. They haven't talked to the guy. Uh, they, they had him running the most curl routes. Our offensive scheme was god-awful. And I thought, shout-out to Don Burr, uh, Detroit was a good fit for Allen Robinson because, number one, he could get revenge on the Bears – Number two, he could – I mean, that's his hometown. He's from – he's a Detroit guy. If you look at his uh, Instagram and stuff, he's got Detroit stuff all over it. Number three, they've got the money to pay him. But I've heard rumors that Matt Nagy is going up there. You think he wants OC. to go play in that system again? <laughs> OC. First of all, let me, let, me first, let me first speak on – how fucking crazy it is that we all went from talking shit about Don Bird and Don Bird actually being one of our biggest fucking fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're shouting my man out. Like, hey, man, shout out to Don Bird, bro. Hey, that's my, that's, that's my Detroit boy. But uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, man, because y'all know one of my one of my close friends is uh he's a Packers fan. And from the conversation me and him had, because you know we have we got the friendly jabs, and it's more of him throwing haymakers at us because we're Bears fans. Uh, <laughs> he says that there there's a way that they've been talking about uh, of, of of getting this money to work out to keep Devontae Adams and and Aaron Rodgers. From what he was saying, it, it's pretty much them kicking the kicking the bucket down the line again. And I also listen to Tom Grassi. Every once in a while, and Tom Grassi, you know what I'm saying, on the opposite end of this, says there's no way in hell that they can run it back with this team in this current format, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a major shift on what this team looks like. So, if I believe if they try to push this down, because I seen somebody say they can restructure Rogers' deal, you could you could restructure that deal, but that doesn't save what's going to happen to that defense. No. That's not going to say what's going to happen to some of those pieces on the offense that are not named Devontae oh, Adams yeah. or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> They're negative 44 million over the cap. We just seen my man, uh, uh, the, the, the Saints head coach, Sean Payton. We just seen my man say, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not even going to deal with this shit. We're, we're X amount over the cap. I don't got a quarterback. I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and step away. Like, yeah. we, we have to start to understand. Just because Aaron Rodgers is coming back does not mean that that's going to be the same team next year. They're not going to be yeah. as deep. They're not going to be as explosive. They, they're going to lose a lot of people. And I'm talking about both their defensive ends being out the doors. Zedarius right. and Preston not, Smith. Right. You're not I going mean, to be able to pay Zedarius anymore. And if yeah. Preston is out the door, you're not, you know what I'm saying? That's, it's, that's huge. That is that is huge. That's not the same team. That's not, that's not a championship team like it is. If they have Aaron Rodgers, of course, they'll always be talked about. But if Aaron Rodgers steps away, like we've all said before, a great quarterback covers up all the warts. Mm-hmm. Everybody has seen once that man does not play, that is not the same. That Devontae Adams is not the same receiver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he's not the I same mean, you, receiver, you, you look at about this situation team? though, right, KB? Right? Like, Chris, I'm, I'll come to you on this, right? So you look uh, at the situation in Green Bay. You see Tom Brady now walking away in Tampa. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, who is there in the NFC that there is to get through that yeah. could could hinder your 
I mean, obviously the 49ers because the Packers can't beat the 49ers, so I guess the 49ers own the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Is that how that works, right? I'll have to sell to that anyway. So, you you know, if is Aaron Rodgers, is he stupid to go to get traded to the Broncos in the AFC where he'll face Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Russell Wilson in Seattle. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, Chris? I actually think that Aaron Rodgers. I reckon he's. I reckon he might play for one more year. I think. I think. I think he's going to retire soon. I really do because what more can you do? And then what more? And, and also, like uh, KB said about the money as well. How can how can Green Bay structure their their money so they can still pay what he wants? And you know, if they put it, if they like put the money sort of a few years back down the line, well, he might retire. End of like next season, um, right. so I, I can't really see him going to another team. I, I see him retiring as a Green Bay Packer, but I, I see him retiring sooner than a lot of people think, because he's thirty-eight now. You know, he, he seems to. You know, I just don't see him ever getting back to another Super Bowl. So I think I might. I think he might call it quits earlier than a lot of people might think. You know, and it's funny to hear you say that because, like, the Tom Brady thing, right? Like. Uh, you know, not to, you know, I mean, I, he's been talked about at nauseum, but, yeah, you know, last, was it last Saturday, right? When the announcement first came out that yeah. they, bat, you know, wasn't really true. So here in like New York state, like the Tom Brady announcement came out and the fucking power went out. Like <laughs> it went out. There was like, I don't Brady know, broke the internet. Yeah. 50,000 people without fucking power. You know, so that's why I had put it out. Hey, fucking Tom Brady retires in Central New York, loses power. It was the fucking craziest timing ever. All those, all those Jets fans, finally, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, there's still Jets fans? No, I'm kidding. Bills I'm fans kidding. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, just to see Brady walk away when. I'll be honest, they lost, and I thought, oh, fuck, he's definitely coming back to try to fucking win one more. And yeah. so yeah, that, I, to I see that come that. out, yeah, right? You know, now imagine being Aaron Rodgers. You've been to one or two, right? They've been to two, one, one, lost one. Is yeah. that right? Or have they only been to one? They beat Pittsburgh. No, it don't fucking matter, whatever. Bottom line I is they got the one, they won it. I can't remember if they've been anymore, but they if they okay. have, they haven't they haven't gotten there. So clearly something's amiss. Maybe it's the 49ers. They just know how to fucking beat Aaron Rodgers and whatever. But if these two guys now aren't in the NFC, what what happens to to yeah. the landscape of the NFC? Who is Ooh. the quarterback in the NFC that you're like God, this guy's going to just run this division. There isn't one. Hey, well, no, you're right. You know? I can't yes, think of Bears anybody. fans, we want to sit here and say Justin Fields, but he's it's got an a unknown. lot to work on. We all mm -hmm. know that. We're not. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and call the guy a bust. He played what? Eight games? Ten games? I don't even know. Uh, like, he's just, you can't. You got to see what transpires and the opportunities here. I just found it interesting Brady retires. Yeah, there was an early leak. He didn't want it to come out yet. It got out. Whatever. Now you're talking about Aaron Rodgers possibly stepping down? 
I mean, the greatness of those two quarterbacks in the, you know, stand on their own with the exception of Rogers only winning one Super Bowl, like his heir apparent crooked Dick Favre. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, holy shit. It's crazy to me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we the AFC's loaded. AFC's loaded with yeah. young quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, we you got went Mahomes off on and Allen, Burrowed, all these guys yeah. are in the AFC. So, yeah, Mahomes, yeah. fucking, I mean, just pick a team. And, and they've pretty much, you know, even Mac Jones to a degree. The yeah. Patriots yeah. made the playoffs with their rookie yeah. quarterback. Yeah. yeah, he didn't look good. I, I will say, dude, I, I really wonder how uh, my man's leaving is going to affect Mac Jones. I I really oh, uh, yeah, Josh McDaniels went to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas, and I'm really I, who who's the Patriots OC now? They, no they say I'm assuming no whoever their quarterback coach was, he's going to be promoted. I haven't looked. So I, what I saw in New England was there's going to be somebody calling plays, but they won't have an OC title. Right. Like very similar to when before Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator, he was calling uh, plays, but he didn't have the official title for like two years. And then oh, he wow. got the title. And then he, he left. was the defensive coordinator for two, <laughs> maybe three years, then he became head coach, whatever. No, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't even know you could do that. That's that's interesting. But I, I am I, I do wonder how that's gonna affect Mac Jones, even though that's that's neither here nor there. Uh the the one the one quarterback I think we can all point to, which was also a subject of the dumbest fucking trade idea from Bleacher Report I've ever seen in my fucking life, was uh is Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, I I don't believe he'd be a danger in of a you know what I'm saying in Seattle anymore because I just don't think Seattle's that good of a team. He might not be uh, in Seattle anymore. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, but that that brings me to the point of he might not be in Seattle, and if I was him. I would be really trying to get my agent to point me towards Tampa Bay. They have all that talent yeah. and their quarterback away from competing. You mm-hmm. you just lost Sean Payton in the in the in the South. That division would be arguably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to lose. I think uh, history repeats itself down there, and Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> goes down there to take the place of Tom Brady. Uh, and I think that's a, I think right, the Giants. I think the New York Giants. They've got two first round picks, top five or top seven. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants try to move heaven and earth to get Russell Wilson out there in New York, and and team him with Dayball. That's another thing, KB. I know you might probably want to talk on this about the Flores hiring with Brian and Brian and Belichick. Old man and Belichick don't have nothing in his contacts telling him which one's white Brian and which one's black Brian. He don't know what the fuck. He's doing. I see the meme where it, it said uh, Belichick after after the text messages, he switched into white Brian to put a picture Brian table. I fucking lost it, bro. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I was I was telling my wife about that. I was like, yeah, Flores is uh, suing the NFL, you know, because there's only you know there's, there's not enough opportunities for African American coaches or or minorities in general, not just African American. I mean, we've got. Everyone was talked about we have one black coach. We've only had one Hispanic coach that I can think of as well, which is Rivera. So mm-hmm. uh Mallory didn't well, the, realize the that we only the had... what's that? But that the uh, I think the LA, well, when they were the LA Raiders, they had the first Hispanic coach, and I can't remember his name, he won a Super Bowl for him with Marcus Allen. Would have been early eighties. 
Well, Al, Al Davis, Al Davis was always the guy that would go out on a limb for a, for a yeah. player or a coach or or whomever. If, if he felt like that was the right person for the job, that's who he was going to get. And I feel like God is talking to Badge over there right now. <laughs> you all see that? <laughs> see the light. Either the sun is shining on me today or yep. today's my day to go. <laughs> yeah, send us time to go to bed. We're not, we're not gonna go above them. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I'm hoping for the the first one. Yeah. All right, yeah, so oh, bye, mate. <laughs> KB man, AC led you into it. Let's talk about the Brian Flores situation. You know, um, it when it first came out it seemed like Flores had a really good case. And then as the week has gone on, it seems like he kind of still has one, but it seems like it's lost some of its, if it's all, if it's only the text messages that he has, the, what does he have? I was going to say, if that's all you got, then you, it's not, it's not a good look. I do see that uh, Hugh Jackson came out in, in his defense and said that he got the same, the same kind of deal in uh in Cleveland, I, I mean at a far lesser price tag apparently. But you get him, and then uh a player came out. I, I, people can say what they feel about Des Bryant all they want. Des Bryant was a talent while he was in the league. Yeah, where he said he noticed that people were calling, you know, what I'm saying placing like they were being called differently, and it got to the point where he had to talk out about it. Uh. Like I said, I spoke. I spoke about this in nauseam and and on uh, Aldo's in Aldo's part new podcast that he's got. Um, I, and I I want to keep it short to this because, like I said, it 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 clearly rubs people the wrong way, and I'm glad it does because, like I said, it's it's things that do need to be talked about. And yeah. I've said it. I said it on the podcast. It's not only a black and white thing. It's 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 about people. It's about having equality everyone like i said the one of the biggest things that you can do to belittle a man is tell them that they're set up for something and then waste their time because you already have who you want nobody nobody ever wants to be told hey i have a chance when you don't have a chance right that's that wastes your time that wastes my time so that means and I, can, I think I can, that's the the most fucked up part about that is is that's what it is. The Giants had already told Bill Belichick that they were hiring Brian Dabble. Bill Belichick yeah. goes to he thinks is Brian Dabble, former coach for him, as well as Brian Flores was, and sends that text message. Right, fucking Flores hadn't even had his interview yet. He was interviewing right, right. the next day or whatever. That right there to me is the fucked up part of it. So exactly. Yeah. You've got your guy, but you haven't interviewed the guy to follow this fucking Rooney rule. To me, the fact that there's a rule in place is fucking Thank the you. problem in the first fucking thing. I've said, I've said, I said that. And I, 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 as soon as I said, it, I said, people will probably look at me differently. And I, at this point, I don't care. Them acknowledging the Rooney rule means they acknowledge that they have a problem. It's, it's, it's higher than just, hey, it's, it's the GMs not doing this. No, it, it's a systematic problem that is in the NFL. You guys knew that you have a problem. It's the same thing. I, 
one of the most controversial fucking interviews for, for black folks, apparently, was Morgan Freeman coming out and saying, I can care less about Black History Month. And, I, and I'm saying this in Black History Month, which makes it even worse. Right, right. I can care less that there's a Black History Month because my 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 heritage should not just be celebrated and, and highlighted for one fucking month, yeah. which right. I identify with. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm, it, we have it, okay. The, and it, it's all good and dandy, but my history doesn't stop being highlighted after February. And to me, it's not just like I said. It's, I'm never going to make this about a black and white thing. I'm not. It is, it is the human condition. You, if if you're a Jew, if you're of Jewish descent, you have the Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg comments that just yeah. came out just recently. Yeah, I what she said that. was very contra- controversial. It is the human condition. It is all. It's all sides. All sides. Yep. I'm a part. If I if I fell down and hurt my knee and, and AC fell down and hurt his knee and Bash fell down and hurt his knee and Chris fell down and hurt his knee, I would expect four people to come out and say, "Hey man, I'm gonna help you," yeah. and not say, I "Oh, I help this guy first because he's." You said what? I want a bunch. We'll help you first, Chris. We'll help you first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but, mate. I'm Exactly. I would expect all four of us to get the same level of care. You're right, man. And yep. it, it's not about it's not about you being white or me being black or Chris being where he is. It's not about none of that, man. Mm. It's it's about the human condition. We all are equal. That's yeah. that's, that's you, all you I'm just, saying. I thought you were going someplace else with us fall like everybody falling down. <laughs> I I <laughs> I 150% agree with you. Right, like first and foremost, every single one of us is a person thank you it doesn't the fact that it's 2022 and we're still having this fucking conversation yeah just i i just can't i mean what as a as a parent right like i got a child in fucking college now the fact that we're still having to have this conversation just in 2022 just is but i want to have the conversation because it needs to be fucking had and this mm. bullshit needs to stop do a fucking way with the fucking rule and yeah it, there doesn't need to be one anymore there well, doesn't need to be one any fucking more you Flores. Go, you look at your candidates doesn't matter race you know what maybe you should just get a name blind like, interviews yeah like <laughs> a fake name so you don't even know who's coming yeah. in you know what I mean? Like w- when you go for a, any other sort of interview for a job, they don't you know see a what name you are. They paper. know your fucking name. Yeah. You know that it should be the same goddamn way. And you're hired based on your interview and your interview alone, yeah. and yeah. how you portrayed yourself to these people. Right. The fact that we're still sitting in this fucking day and age, you know, I, I just fuck. It drives yeah. me nuts. Drives me I mean, nuts. Yeah. when this stuff came out, it, I mean, I, I can't say that it shocked me. We've all known that the NFL has been a good old boys network. How many times mm-hmm. have we seen guys like Matt Nagy get a job or, um, you know, other coaches being – being? they're already lined up. When, when Joe Shane got hired in New York, I don't – I know I did. How many of you all connected the dots? Dabo is going to be there with him. That's exactly what we said. As soon as he as got soon hired, as it happened, 
So they were literally just checking a box, and that's Flores' biggest thing, is that these these coaches and these owners are just checking a box with me. I mean, when he when he said he went to Denver and they came in there hungover and drunk and like, how how are you doing? I, I, we know that that same year we knew Vic Fangio was the main target for them mm-hmm. because they wanted to get their defense back on track, get take advantage of Von Miller while they still could. So so we knew that Vic Fangio was the guy, but you've got to interview everybody equally and then make your decision from there. Even if even if you don't hire them. Someone else down the road will be like, hey, you interviewed so-and-so. You interviewed my man, KB. What did you think about him? And, and you can be like, well, we, we had our guy in place. We had an idea of where we were going with. But we're really glad we talked to him because he brought some things to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Just Even if you don't get that particular job, if they take the interview seriously, it should at least – and Flores is a good coach – the guy, yeah. the, the dude won in Miami that hasn't been done since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I I just don't know. And I and I almost feel unqualified to talk on the situation, but I uh, felt well, like you, you I you felt like we are. couldn't just skip over it. You know what I'm saying? I don't just want we talk about everything here at the Barfly Tailgate show, not just the nice, happy things. I saw Don Burr say, let's get back to talking about the Detroit taking the north. First of all, they ain't taking the north. I don't know. I don't know who it is. It ain't y'all. But <laughs> Can I just say something about the subject? And I'll be really quick so no people want to talk about football. Go ahead, Chris. About, about five years ago, um, an MP got murdered in a, in a in a in a area which covered it like a suburb of Leeds, and she was murdered by a right wing racist. And basically, she went out. She came out where she worked, and this guy just ran up to her and stabbed her to death. And uh, one of the oh, things geez. what always sticks in my mind, what this MP said before she lost before she lost life, was she used to say that people are more in common than the things what make what separates us, which is absolutely true. I, I've shared houses with people from Asian backgrounds, um, you know, people from different parts of the world, and we've all got more in common than what separates us, and that's what should make everybody equal. Because what mm-hmm. separates us are the things what make people interested in my eyes. What make, you know what I mean? The difference is something good to embrace. So that was my little short little uh, rap. Well, not rap, but that's that's my little. little um, thought on the situation what you're having over there yeah. and we have exactly the same thing in this country as well yeah i mean racism is learned you know the the, the people that the people that hate someone for the color of their skin or because of their religion or because of their sexual orientation that's learned and it's a huge problem here in the south here in kentucky people that talk like me i'm sorry kb you know no they, yeah, no. they don't like african-americans <laughs> they don't like mexican-americans they they damn sure don't like homosexuals. I'm, t- I'm telling you, they're pretty homophobic around here. But I, I was always raised, you just like me. I'm not going to judge yeah. you one way or the other until I get to know you. Just just yeah. like Martin. Yeah. I mean, Martin Luther King said that. He hopes that people yeah. get judged by the, uh, the the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Yeah. And that I was raised that way. My mom raised me that way. And Feel like that's the correct way to raise a person. How are you gonna judge somebody yeah. just because, just because of what they look like or, or or what they sound like? I mean, people think I'm an idiot just because I got a southern accent, but maybe I, I am. I, don't know. <laughs> I love all your accents, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, if, you're you're from, if you're from England, here. <laughs> if you're from England, if you're from England, everybody down south of England thinks us Northerners are idiots. They all think we're walking yeah. around with flat caps and whippet dogs and pigeon, and we all have pigeons and ferrets. You know what I mean? What were you talking about? <laughs> actually, about hundred years ago, to be honest with you. But you know, we've moved on as well, and uh, it's very similar to what you have, uh, AC. You know, with a Kentucky accent. Everybody who thinks, right. oh, he's got a Northern accent, he must be an idiot or he must be a... But then again, when I do go down to London, it works in my favour because they're all, they're all scared stiff if you say from Leeds. If you say from Leeds and the North, <laughs> you get away with quite a lot down South. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to take a little breather here and we'll be back right after these words. I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. Presents two fired up Bears fans. They are ready to rumble on the Bear Debate. guys so we're back uh we said we'd uh get into the coaches the rest of the coaches here and then uh ac's got some senior bowl stuff uh, maybe some shrine game stuff as well and uh you know then we'll give our super bowl predictions um and that's how we'll wrap it up so uh quickly i'm just going to name you know some of the new hires we have luke getzi at offensive coordinator um then you have chris morgan as the new um offensive line coach and then you look at um let's see alan williams is defensive backs and safeties or no dc he's the defensive coordinator right Mm -hmm. and then dave borgonzi will be the linebackers coach um we still don't have a special teams coach um rumor has it they've talked to rich bisaccia um what has come of that don't know uh what remains Uh, to be seen Teron no, no, just said in the, in the chat that uh, Richard Hightower, uh, Hightower as special teams coordinator per Tom Taylor. Oh, yeah, Taylor, I so. see it right here. Okay. 
So it's a little bit of breaking news. <laughs> oh, no, no. So they're hiring Richard Hightower. All right. So I guess we've got a special teams coach. So it's not Rich Bisaccia. Boy, there's going to be a lot of upset Bears Twitter fans because Jesus mm, Christ, I my timeline Bisacci. the other day was all about yeah, this fucking Bisaccia guy. <laughs> so apparently uh, Green Bay offered him hella money. So uh, I, I, they, I guess they took him from us. <laughs> Well, they're, yeah. I mean, the reason they lost was because of their yeah. special team. So, I mean, yeah. clearly it was yeah. an area of need. Um, you look at these coordinators, guys, or, you know, defensive assistants, offensive assistants, whatever. Um, out of the guys that we just discussed, who's the guy that you're looking to to come in right away and make an immediate impact? Uh, KB, let me start with you. Hey, I got the easy one. Hey, <laughs> it's it's uh it's definitely the obvious one. Uh, I would have to say Getsy. Um, uh, I'm I'm really interested in how much of the you know what I'm saying of the the Packers offense he did have to contribute to. And they said it's it's very telling when you got guys like Aaron Rodgers coming out saying they wish he didn't leave, and you know they're running back Jones and Adams. You know the list the list apparently goes on. So I'm I'm excited to see what the offense really is gonna be with uh with Fields at quarterback. Uh, to me, his development is key. You know, so I know I know that the roster is more than just Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is who we're hitching our wagon to because we wanna we wanna be perennial contenders. So right. uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Gessie gets gets done. So all right, Chris, I'm coming to you next. Well, KB just completely stole me thunder. Yes! I'll actually, you know, at this time I did actually have something in my mind, not like the other week I had a complete brain freeze. But yeah, KB <laughs> stole my thunder. Um, I'm really interested to see what he brings, really. Uh, I mean, he didn't actually call, he wasn't actually the play caller, the worry, when he ring Green Bay. That was down to the head coach, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, but obviously he's going to be high up in that system. So, he would have won out. Yeah, he's one I'm looking forward to see how he really. Because one of the things about Nagy was he never seemed to like play to any of the player strengths we had on offense. So it'd be interesting to see if he's a coach that does that. And I think as well on the defensive side of the ball, that'd be interesting to see with a change of formation if they're going to try and play a bit more to our player strengths. But yeah, KB said it all for me, really. Damn you. And, uh, and yeah, the OC, the OC guys, uh, the most interesting guy. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. All right, AC, it, it, it's up to you, man. Yeah, I'm down here picking up scraps. What the hell? Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna speak on Luke Getzey, but 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 I guess I'll talk about another coordinator as well. Uh, Luke Getzey, yes, he did not play call uh, last year in Green Bay, but I do believe uh, if you look further back in his history, he was with Green Bay under Mike McCarthy as well. And then he went to Mississippi State. He did call plays there. I'm not sure if he was there with Dak Prescott or not. Uh, I'd have to look into that. I think I think he um, was, bro. From what I so, see, so so he called plays down there. Uh, he's able to build an offense around his quarterback strengths. I watched uh, Dak Prescott each year come to Kentucky, or when we went down there, he kicked our asses, uh, and we had decent defenses. But Dak was just, I mean, he was just that guy, you know. Uh, then he goes back to Green Bay. Uh, he he helps mold that offense. They talk glowingly of him, and uh, 
it'll be interesting to see what parts of each of those offenses he pulls in together to, to build his complete offense. But I, I really like the idea of running the ball, play action off of it, stacking plays, something we never saw Nagy do. We all called for it, and it never happened. Um, I'd like to speak on a coordinator that is not currently on our staff that I would love to have. His name is John Embry. He was the tight ends coach slash assistant head coach in San Francisco. He was a guy that I was looking at when all this started as possibly bringing over as our offensive coordinator just because I love that system over there. And there's no way you can say a fifth-round tight end who's become a perennial pro bowler under this guy's tutelage, and he's assistant head coach, so he knows – I would feel like he would know the offense. Uh, I, I don't see – the issue with bringing him in here, and we need a tight ends coach. I mean, maybe give him just a straight-up assistant head coach title or something. I don't, I don't know what you'd have to do to get him in the door, but apparently he was asked to take a pay cut or something out there, and he was like, fuck, fuck y'all, why would I take a pay cut? So so they, so they showed him the door. I mean, I, you can come on to Chicago, brother. I, I love the Shanahan offense, and I, I and I'd love to have any piece of that that we can get. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's the way, you know, this offense is is going to look is very similar to, to that style. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll say it too, Luke Getze, I'm, I'm very intrigued by. But, I mean, I'm excited to see this defense, which kind of bothers me because, I mean, that's all the Bears are known for is defense, mm. you know. And yeah. I said this last night as I was at the local watering hole is, I want to see this organization led by its offense. And but I but I also want the corresponding defense to be if they're a little less than the offense but we're winning, I fine. Don't right. don't care. But it's hard to focus on the defense when the entire franchise, that's what the franchise is known for is yeah. the defense. So you know, Luke Getze to me, um, very high on my list uh, of coordinator. Um, I thought if we could land him, I thought, you know, this we would see a pretty good offense. Um, and so far, I mean, I really don't have anything bad to say about any of the hires to this point. Excuse me. Um, I agree with the AC. I would like to see the dude from San Francisco here as well. Um, I think he can work wonders with Cole Komet and, you know, there's a lot of hate on poor Cole Komet and, you know, yes, he's not flashy. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't care if he's flashy, like get him. He wasn't used properly either. The times you saw him make plays, where was he? Down the field. In a flat or, 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 yeah, sometimes down the field. But I saw a lot of third and eight, third and eight, hit him in the flats and make him break three tackles to get a first down. Like that. If you guys watch the Rams offense this Sunday, I don't know if he'll be back or not. Higby reminds me of what Komet could be. And and that was actually Komet's NFL comparison when he was coming out in the draft was, was Higby. So if Higby is, uh, healthy and able to play. I know he got hurt in that last game. That type of this type of offense can use commit in that situation. And I mean, he's not he's not Odell Beckham the way right. they're using him or right. Cooper Cup, but but he's a weapon. 
and yeah. and he breaks tackles, gets down the field, he can go up and get the ball. All of these things that we want to see out of commit. All right, so let's turn to the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'll be honest. I was there in 2019 or 2020. I freaking loved it. I had a great time. I did not pay any attention to the Senior Bowl, anything <laughs> leading up to it. Um, when the season ended, I tried to walk away from football for a while, um, you know, and then we decided to do a show today, and I figured, okay, I'll come back. But you back, but I'll probably you disappear now. For, yeah, I'll disappear <laughs> for a while again. <laughs> Just um, when I'm getting away, they pull me back. Yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, AC, I'm sure you you saw the stuff for the Senior Bowl. Maybe all you guys did. Um, you know, I saw a few tweets from here and there. If you've never been, I will say this, right? If you've never been to Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and I said this two years ago when I went, you have to do it. It right. is one of the coolest freaking things you can do. Get your credentials, go down as a media member. You're literally standing on the field for practices. You're bumping shoulders with GMs and head coaches and, and, and guys in the league that, you know, you're normally not going to probably bump into and be standing next to, you know, right. I got to have a freaking conversation two years ago with Mike Mayock for crying out loud. Wow. You know, this is somebody that I've watched on NFL network. And then he was the Raiders GM at the time when he was there. And I'm literally, we're literally, our shoulders are freaking, well, <laughs> I, he was much taller than me. So my shoulder was probably at his elbow, but I mean, we're standing right next to each other watching drills, in, you know, in the end zone or whatever uh, receivers versus DBs, you know, quarterback trying to throw the ball. And, you know, listening to him talk, man, was one of the fucking coolest things ever. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not a media member, I mean, just start a podcast and then you can, yeah. you know, get credentials and you can go on the field. We were on the field, you know, we got to sit in the press box for the game. And I mean, you see the two staffs for the two teams uh, that are, they're coaching, they're in their, you know, they've got their stuff, you know, the game's being broadcast on NFL network. So you're you're around Daniel Jeremiah and you know all those guys from NFL Network that are there. Tom Pelissero. I mean, when I went down onto the field for after the game, there was a couple minutes left when I was down there. I'm watching Tom Pelissero right in front of me do a live report standing on the field. Cool. Uh, he's literally, you know, from you know maybe five feet away from me. Um, wow. And then the interaction on the field. I mean, you're going, you're talking to players, uh, you're talking to some members of the coaching staff, whatever. I got to bump into my old high school buddy, Matt Patricia, which pretty freaking cool. I mean, I'm a kid wow. from fucking Cheryl, New York, that is the smallest city in New York state. And a guy that I went to high school with coached in the NFL and him and I got to talk to each other in Mobile, Alabama on the field. And it was caught on NFL network. Wow. That's pretty fucking cool. That yeah, in itself man. is just a reason to go and, and experience it because it is so awesome. Players yeah, are badge. super friendly. Yeah. Badge, but is there any good titty bars? Um, That's what we really want to know, isn't it? <laughs> actually, I don't know. Did not go while we were there. Spent a lot of – drank a lot of booze, though, I'll tell you that. Holy oh, shit. Oh, awesome. Yeah, a couple, there, was a, there was a couple nights Eldo and I were up pretty fucking late boozing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time we had a blast danny Sherman yeah. was with us uh danny departed uh before the game um but you know eldo and i had a great time 
Um, it would be if if you're gonna do it, reach out to 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 one of us. Let us know because I mean I I I would definitely go again. But uh, all right, enough of my diatribe. AC, you're well, you're our expert here when it comes. Well, to I don't know if I. Now. I don't know if I call myself an expert. I, I would love to make that trip sometime. I was telling my wife actually yesterday when I turned it on, you know, I was like, man, I'd love to go down there one time. and I'd love to go up to Indianapolis to the combine just one time, get some press credentials, like you said, badge, get on yeah. the field and, and talk to these players. And Everyone knows I'm a huge Kentucky fan. Uh, I, I followed the cliff notes of the Shrine Ball. I believe it was on uh, Thursday, and I had to work Friday morning, so – there was no way I was able to watch that. Um, I'm trying to remember the kid's name. The left tackle from Illinois, uh, Vidarian Lowe. That's a that's a late late round left tackle that we might be able to look out for. That's uh, according to the draft network, he's a developmental left tackle. So he could be a guy that you have behind Tevin, a young guy that can learn and and all that stuff. But uh, I watched the Senior Bowl for my Kentucky guys. Let's be honest. So we had. Uh, <laughs> We had my guy Luke Fortner at center. He is a uh, he played guard here at Kentucky for years, and then we had Drake Jackson go on to the NFL. So they moved Fortner over to center from guard. So he has experience at both positions. We run a lot of shotgun pass, and now that we have Liam Cohen here at Kentucky, he came from the LA Rams. Uh, we run a pro style system here at Kentucky, so these offensive linemen and these offensive players are getting experience in an NFL offense before they go to the next level, which is amazing. So Fortner played center. He played really well. Uh, no issues with snaps. You know, he seemed like he hit all his blocks. Uh, but Darren Kennard is the big name. He was the right tackle here at Kentucky for four years. He's an All-American. He's yep. possibly first-round pick. I've heard Bengals are interested for obvious reasons. Their O-line is not good and he can play guard or tackle. Um, I felt like he held his own. He had a couple of penalties, but uh, it's it's kind of difficult because, as you know, Badge, with the Senior Bowl, there's a lot of uh, substitutions in and out. You'll have one group in O-line in one drive, then yep. another group in the next drive, and then they'll have a two-minute drill group that goes in and out. So it's kind of difficult to see them string together plays and, and go with the eaves and flows of the game. But I felt like he held his own out there and uh, and played pretty well. Uh, another guy I had my eyes on that's not a Kentucky guy, uh, I was looking at O-line, D-line for the most part because those guys, regardless of what level of football, regardless of if it's a, a bowl game or a charity event or whatever, these guys are going to hit each other. There's, there's no way around it. Whereas you might have wide receivers who take plays off, running backs who, who – you know, don't go all out to try and break a tackle and hurt themselves. The O-line and D-line are going to hit each other. But there's a, a left tackle from Central Michigan, and I think they talked about him on the broadcast quite a bit. Ray Man, he's an Austrian. Brennan, uh, Brennan, whatever his name is, I know you're talking about. Yeah, so he was an Austrian that transferred to Michigan, I believe. Right, KB? And then uh, – I think – yeah, so he was big enough to play tight end and quick enough. They had him put on weight. They put him at left tackle. So he's got the athleticism of a tight end and the size of a left tackle. So that's a wow. – it's kind of a – right. It's kind of a developmental thing maybe because he's only played football for, you know, maybe five years. You know what I'm saying? Right. So 
So that's a that's a guy you can get in and maybe put up. Maybe you can stash him on the practice squad and he can learn some things. I don't know, but he looked really good out there. He, he had the arm length and his punch looked really good. Uh, as obviously the athleticism looked well. He had a couple of yeah. penalties, but I mean, uh, to I don't be know expected how great though, when you've only played fucking yeah. five years of football, right? You know, and and you've been down there a, a week learning this system right. down there, so. Yeah. The quarterbacks looked okay, but uh, we're not looking at quarterbacks, so I wasn't watching too much of it. Kenny Pickett looked the part. Oh, that that running back that he was playing with, what was his name from Baylor? Um, Abram, Abram something, Abram Smith, I want to say, played played at Baylor, and uh, and and he played he played really well. He was out there playing really hard and. I think Minnesota AC six eight three sixty. Are you talking about Daniel Falele? He, no, he looked okay. He, oh yeah, Falele. Minnesota, the Minnesota offensive tackle. Uh, he looked pretty good. He had a good punch. Uh, he was able to to set the edge quite a bit. Um, I was looking forward to going into the week watching uh, a guy that they had go one on one with Darian Kennard and practice quite a bit, and they both got the better of each other. Um, Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremy Johnson from Florida State. I don't remember him really sticking out too much, but uh, I mean, like like I said, it's one week. You're learning right. this new system, and you're trying to get yeah. reps, and it's just a difficult situation sometimes. But uh, I was, I mean, obviously, yeah. I was looking at my Kentucky guys, and then there was sure. some other offensive tackles I was watching because I feel like it's a big need, and possibly these senior bowl guys might be there in the later rounds that we can. So if, if we do grab one in the fifth round, sixth round or something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing him playing, uh, you know, and, and, and doing okay because I don't I'm, – I'm down here in SEC country. I see the SEC, and then if there's a big game in the Big Ten like Ohio State, Michigan, I'll watch that or, or something like that. So so a lot of those guys that were on that national team, I had, I had heard of them, you know, uh, via mock drafts and stuff, but I hadn't really watched them play and um, – so that was my experience with the senior bowl, just watching from the couch, you know. Chris, you yeah. wanted to add something? Uh, yeah, I keep seeing footage of a really good offense lineman from Boston College. See, Zion Summer. Zion Johnson. Zion yeah, Johnson, he he's played all along the offensive line, tackle guard and center. He is a beast. He, uh, you know, he's got pretty good quickness. He can – yeah. You know, set the edge for you. If we do run this San Francisco offense, you'll see a lot of guards pulling, right. setting the edges. So we'll need guards like that. The only thing I is, like... I don't see him getting no, out of the sorry, first sir. round. I, no, I just I don't see him yeah. getting out of the first. Uh, yeah. no. I think he's going to be a lot like Elijah Barrett Tucker was last year in the draft where um, the Jets moved up to grab their guy to help solidify that offensive line in front of Zach uh, Wilson. Yep. And uh, I don't see him getting out of the first round, but he he is a damn good prospect. Like I said, oh, he can he play anywhere on the offensive line, center, guard, tackle. It doesn't matter. He can play all of them. And, he, and, and uh, he's, got, he's got a bit of a nasty attitude as well. Like some of the footage I was seeing, you know, he was proper, you know, once he got his down, his guy down on the floor, he'd have his arm up back of his head, you know, falling on him. He had a bit of nastiness, right. like, like, like in a, I don't know, like. Right. Well, Trevor, Trevor Penning, uh, I think it's Penning. He's the UNI offensive tackle, and they talked about him Definitely all week. Talk about his his his. his na- I'm sorry, KB. I'm oh, you good, bro? Go ahead, AC. They, 
they talked about him all week with his nasty attitude and uh, reminded me a lot of Tevin Jenkins. You, you need a yeah. guy who's going to go out there and stick up for your quarterback. That's the that's the first guy. They, they, they said he's the first guy off the bus, you know, so so you want to push that uh, intensity on, on the other team. And they're like, oh, dang, look at this guy. Just a mountain of a man coming out and – and he'll, and he'll fight your ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, KB. I, I was definitely going to talk about Penny. Uh, to me, that, yeah. that's a very interesting kid. Uh, if if by some – because he's he's getting first-round buzz. If there was a way that that kid fell to us at 39, I, I have no problem with you drafting him and then having him and, and Jenkins as your two bookends. Those are two nasty dudes. Penny was looking to bury people. And yeah. he didn't care how many enemies he made. So uh him, first play of the game, he almost got in a fight. Yeah. That's my uh, kind of offensive lineman right there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I want give me five of him. I always yeah, Stacey King always talks about having five Javante Greens on the floor in Bulls games. Right. I want five <laughs> offensive linemen like that guy. Thanks. <laughs> then you had uh, uh you know what I'm saying, a couple a couple guys that are, you know what I'm saying, all side of the line, uh the kid from Nevada. Uh, they I heard a lot of buzz about him. They said he was really crisp and running routes, uh, very fast for his size because he's a, he's a little bit of a bigger kid. Uh, then the kid from uh, North Dakota State, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Christian, Christian what I believe Christian Watson. Uh, Is he the six five wide receiver? I believe so. I believe so. Because yeah, I, I just remember him saying he's he was like six foot four, six foot five. Big ass kid coming from you know what I'm saying the Alabama yeah. of the of the of the D two school <laughs> so yeah yeah it's, it's saying that he was a monster in the practices so uh, yeah I, then, I've seen him uh, pop up a couple times in my mock drafts later yeah. in the you know like sixth round and I'm like man six five you grab him in the sixth round I mean you yeah. can if you've got a good wide receiver coach which Hopefully we do. Fury, you know, Fury wouldn't have done shit with him. But I mean, I just being a, be head coach material. So I'm, just, I'm just being right. I, I, that's what I when I first when it first came out. You guys know I texted the group. I was like, I don't know about a Giants wide receiver coach. And then they then they started talking. They were like, Yeah, this dude's. I mean, he's pretty good. Odell Beckham loves him. Who's a free agent, by the way. I mean, I don't know if he'd work here. He works out there because yeah. they're winning. But but I mean. The, yeah, I, uh, I don't want anybody like I that do, in our locker room, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I, true. I, guys that are for themselves, I want fucking no part of. Yeah, he's you know, good as long as you're winning. But if you start yeah, losing as long ball as you're games, winning, he's, he's not a he's problem. But if he's not getting the ball, if he's not, you know, then you're going to run into instances like that. This much I can tell you. So our view of the senior bowl is clouded. If you want, you know, not that, well, I mean, I'm not an expert. You guys might be experts, but if you want expert opinions, Danny Shimon, Neil Stopchinski, Eldo Gandia, um, yes, I believe Draft they're going to have a show today, um, kind of recapping the entire Senior Bowl. And then I believe Thursday, which is the normal Draft on Tap day, they're also uh, going to be talking Senior Bowl. But I think Danny and Neil are going to actually get into breaking down players on Thursday and particular targets for mm-hmm. the Bears. So this, this is the season. I mean, if you're a football fan, you know, Super Bowl's ending this, you know, coming week. And after that, it's all combine, draft, and Danny and Neil are the two guys to get you repped, ready 
prepared and ready for, well, for us, for the second season. night of the draft. Because, yeah. you know, pretty much as usual, we don't have a first-round pick. But <laughs> it was for a good reason, finally. Right, we got right. Our fucking Get us quarterback. quarterback. Um, so I, I can't remember if they're doing a show today or not. I thought maybe they were. If they're not, then tune in on Thursday, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, I think, for Draft on Tap. Um, Danny Shimon, Neil Stopchinski, Eldo Gandia. Um, I I love Draft on Tap. I, really I love do. those I guys too, man. I get fired so up talking about these prospects. Yeah. Yeah. I've I, learned so much from Danny. I mean, the, the year I did Draft on Tap, <laughs> Uh, I learned so much fucking shit that I thought I knew only to find out that I didn't know as much as I thought I did. So it was, it was really awesome. Um, And these guys, I mean, Danny and Neil and Eldo, these three guys covered, I mean, they're perfect. They are perfect for this. They, Danny and Neil live for this shit and Eldo isn't far behind them um, at all. So definitely tune into those guys. We're to the point in our show where we're going to start doing, uh, you know, some Super Bowl predictions, shout outs, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, that's how we're going to wrap up. I'm going to see my daughter today, so I'm super excited. Um, nice. I'm going to be heading down there for a little while. So I'm going to give her a shout out. I'm going to shout out my wife um, because she has to put up with me uh, 24-7, 365. Uh, she's made it. This will be our 22nd year. So God nice, bless her. I'm sure I, I know I'm not easy. Um, Congrats, so, I'll, you know, all my family, I know I'm a fucking pain in the ass, but hey, it's, <laughs> you signed up for it. So, although my parents didn't really sign up for it, they, yeah. got me. they were kind of stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else signed up for it. <laughs> you fuckers signed up for it too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, my Super Bowl prediction, I'm starting with myself. Um, I, you know, man, you guys are probably going to kill me for this. I'm picking the Bengals, okay? I'm rooting for the Bengals. But I would be okay if Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl. I, I would I be okay with it. I, I mean, the guy spent, and, and sorry, Don Burr, but Detroit was a cesspool when Matt Stafford was there. Um, you know, he went through, you know, this, that, and the other thing while he was there. Oh, and 16 season. For, so I would be okay if, 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 if he won the Super Bowl. But to be honest, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals, even though their O-line isn't that good. I'm taking the Bengals, and I think it's going to be a 24-17 game is my final. Um, shout out to you guys. Shout out to the chat. I mean, this was just a pop-up. You know, I kind of think if we feel like we've got something to talk about, we're going to do a show. Yeah. Um, if we don't, you won't see us. So, you know, you may see us next week. You may not. Two weeks from now, you may, you may not. A month from now, you may, you may not. It just depends on what it is. But once the draft gets closer, you'll definitely start hearing a little bit more of us. And then you won't hear from us for a while, you know, after that. Because then we're taking a much needed break. <laughs> so, uh, Chris Watts, let me come to you, man. Shout out, Super Bowl prediction, any, right. anything else you want to add, bro? Uh, shout out is to you guys, letting us back on the network. Um, <laughs> completely enjoyed our show today, man. It's just been a blast speaking to you guys again and talking Chicago Bears football. Uh, so that's my shout out. For the Super Bowl, my heart wants the Bengals to win because us British, we always love the underdog. And... Uh, yeah. 
when I, I can always remember the Bengals and 49ers game, the Super Bowl in the late 80s. I think that was my, my third Super Bowl I'd ever watched. So I always have that sort of back in my mind. But I think the Rams will win it. And I'm the same with you, uh, Badge. I'd like to see Matthew Stafford win. Win, win the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Because the amount of shit that guy's had to go through over the years, just yeah. let, him have, let him have his moment, you know what I mean? So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's my, my prediction is that the Rams will win and uh, it's been great being back on the show and, and seeing everybody in the chat and also seeing KB's little one there. Yeah, look at this, Donnie! <laughs> hey, Mama! Oh, let me bring full screen, the newest, wow. newest member. Yeah, oh, oh, shit, there it is. That's that's why I have no Twitter. Say, hey, like, man, why you gotta wake me up, man? Say, hey, mama. Bright ass son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> KB, man, why don't you uh, hit your shout outs and your Super Bowl prediction, bro? Oh, uh, you know what? Shout out, shout outs, of course, to the to the fans, man. Uh, y'all, y'all getting on with us is crazy. You know what I'm saying? We ain't really got shit to talk about, but what the shit that's going on. Everybody didn't beat that shit to death. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to my boys, man. Shout because this it's 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 it, we we needed this. Like I say, this therapy, yeah. man. We we need to have this conversation. Why is she looking at me like that? What's up? She she <laughs> like, she's like, on your face. And you know what I'm saying, man. Shout out to the NFL for giving us this new stuff. Like anyway. Uh, I want to see the Bengals win, man. For once, this is actually a, a Super Bowl I'm, I'm excited to watch because of the two yeah. teams that are there. Uh, you don't get to see the Rams there a lot, and the Bengals was was. Eight <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they were us. So yep, the 49ers I'm, hit that catch in the back of the end zone, and that was yeah. it. The that Bengals it. been down ever since. So I'm I, I would I would love to see the Bengals win just so people can kind of are they're already eating crow. For the Jamar Chase thing, saying, "Oh, they're not going to do shit because they don't have a line." When apparently right. all you need is just weapons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't right. matter if you get sacked nine times in the game like Justin Fields did. Apparently, <laughs> if you got weapons to throw to it, it, it fixes all everything. But uh, I'm going with the Bengals in this one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game. Uh, I was saying somewhere around 27 to 21, uh, but I'm saying the Bengals win because they do have they have a hell of an offense, man. I don't think people realize how good the offense really is. Uh, Joe Mixon is very, very underrated. Yeah. For however people talked about him when he first came into the league because of his situation, the kid is a baller. Yeah, he is an absolute baller. And they talk uh, about all the passing weapons; they forget about the the, the beast yeah. in the back. Yeah. You know? The beast in the backfield is something else. So uh, I'm going with the Bengals on this one. Like I said, 27 to 21. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm just hoping it's going to be a good game. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate it, KB. All right, man. AC. Rounded them out. This is how I like it, man. Ending it with AC. All right, bro. Shout outs, Super Bowl prediction. Anything else you want to add? Go. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to my beautiful wife, Mallory. I probably have to go up here and get her some Gatorade and maybe some ibuprofen <laughs> here in a minute because I'm sure she ain't feeling too good right now. <laughs> like I said, wild night last night. Um and uh, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. When I was looking over here earlier, we we had 60, 70 people in here earlier in an off-season show. And uh, I love coming on with you boys, talking about the coaching, talking about the GMs, talking about prospects that I'm looking forward to. And uh, I'll definitely be following Draft on Tap to see 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 what the 
real experts are talking about. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm watching. I I know a little bit, but I don't know a whole lot, you know. Um, but uh, definitely shout out to you guys. Shout out to Chris Watts, man, from across the pond coming on with us. He's been on the show for about the last month of the season. He's really been a good addition, I believe, uh, giving us that international flavor out there. And uh, I, I, I love it, man. Um, but uh, Super Bowl predictions. As I said at the start of the show, I grew up a Bengals fan, so I guess I'm just a gluttony for punishment because I went from one losing franchise to another. Uh, but my heart wants the Bengals to win, and I believe they will. I believe it's going to be very tough. I mean, if you look at the the problem that the Bengals have, O-line is a direct, you know, a strength of the Rams with, with Bond Miller and Aaron Donald and even Leonard Floyd holding his own out there. I guess it helps when you're the third guy. Uh, but uh, you got Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Jamar Chase. That'll be a, a hell of a matchup. I mean, I'm talking – I'm really looking forward to seeing that because, to me, Jalen Ramsey's the best DB in the, in, in the NFL. Uh, so to see him match up with Jamar Chase, who's a, a rookie who – rookie of the year you know there's there's no way he doesn't win that this thursday um that'll be a great matchup but uh i i, I just feel in my bones that the Bengals have too many weapons for the rams to cover completely uh you you don't just got jamar chase you've got cj uzama if he's back i know he got hurt in that last game but he's had a few weeks to as long as it's not something serious, you got him back. He's a big tight end that a lot of people forget about. You got T. Higgins, who was a monster at Clemson. This he's not just some some dude they grabbed. He he's a damn good wide receiver too. And then you got Tyler Boyd, who can take the top off a of defense from the yep. slot. And then oh, by the way, you got a two headed monster running back. You got Joe Mixon, yeah. and you got some RJP Ryan, who can catch the ball out of the backfield and do his quick little cuts. And uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Both teams came back from double digits in their NFC and AFC championship. I think this – overall, I think these are the best playoffs that I can remember in my oh, life. Without a doubt. Oh, okay, Each right. game coming down to field goals, overtimes. Yeah. And how about the AFC title game? Man, everybody bitched all week about the overtime rules. Why didn't Josh Allen get a shot? And then what happened with the Bengals? They lost the coin toss. And they was like, you know what? Let's just play defense and see what we can do. And then yeah, they go out yeah. there. And uh, I love the story that came out with McPherson. Uh, Joe Burrow. They they keep trying to call him Joe Cool, but to me, that's Joe Montana. Uh, sure, and I, know you're, I, I know you're right there with me, Chris. You grew up in that no, area. But to me, Joe Burrow is swaggy Joe. That dude has got so much damn swag. When he came out with that necklace on and they asked him if he was wearing real diamonds, he was like, I make too much money to be wearing fake diamonds. What do you think? Yeah, it's real. I love Swaggy Joe, and the whole team is taking on his the, – the whole team is taking on his attitude. So uh, the, the Swaggy Cincinnati Bengals, I do believe, become world champions, and they, and they do it on the leg of Shooter McPherson, a, another rookie, a rookie <laughs> kicker. With yeah. so much damn swag, remember he went he went out there at the end, and he said, "Well, fellas, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game." Yeah. And he went out there and he kicked a fifty-two yard field goal like it wasn't shit. <laughs> then they go to Arrowhead. They're playing Mahomes, the the second coming of Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, 
and they just go up there. They go down. They, they give them a fighter's chance. They go down 18 points. Swaggy Joe said, I got y'all, bro. I got y'all. Let me show you what's up. <laughs> they go down, come back, another fucking field goal. So I think it's only right that it comes down to a last-second field goal from Shooter McPherson, and I think we have a classic Super Bowl, one of the best of all time. Bengals so. win 24-21. Hell yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to good. it. Uh, I one thing we didn't touch on, and this is something I'm looking forward to, is the fucking halftime show. Yeah, I'm more excited for the halftime show than <laughs> I am the game. <laughs> I saw a meme that said the Bengals Dr. are Dre. going to a Dr. Dre concert. <laughs> was it Kendrick Lamar? Was the other one? I I think. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. brought in Kendrick. Yeah, I mean, I'm more excited for that. I think than anything. I mean, all of our kids are going to see what it was like when we were kids, Fuck the day. and they're just going to be like. Oh man, our fucking parents had issues. <laughs> You're like, Dad, how are you? How are you rapping as fast as Eminem right now? I don't right? Know, yeah. Muscle but you memory, can't, huh? You can't add two plus two, Dad. But you can remember all those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hell yeah! Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week, man. We had a freaking great time. All right. Great to be back on with you guys, and. uh Hey, we'll see you when we see you. We don't know yet if there's something breaking, something not breaking, and we're just in the mood. I think you'll after... see us when we when you see us, right? Take care, everybody. If you're looking for us, hit our social media. You can find us all on Twitter. Uh, you know, we're all there. Barfly Tailgate on Twitter, Barroom Network on Twitter, Barroom Network on Facebook, our Barfly Tailgate on Instagram which I don't really check all that much. So if you're trying to reach <laughs> us there, sorry about that. I don't really go on Instagram, but <laughs> all right, well, let's end it the way we always end it, fellas. Have a great week, everybody. We'll end it with a big old bear down. Bear, bear down. down.